Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Mailbag questions in. We got a new week. Let's hit it on a Monday drum roll. I'm going to hit my laptop real quick. Boom, 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 bang. Drum roll. Sorry, laptop. You made a noise when I did that. <laughs> Maybe I won't do that for Tuesday's mailbag question. So, question is in from Lawrence Lafayette, California. And he asked me, the preseason magazines seem to think Stanford will be good this year just because they're good in the past. I don't see it that way. The Cardinals stunk last year. What do you say? A little lengthy question there, Lawrence. So, I'll give it a quick reread again. The preseason magazines seem to think Stanford will be good this year just because they're good in the past. I don't see it that way. The Cardinals stunk last year. What do you say? Well, because you're talking to me here, I got to go on a little rant about the name Lawrence. You ever seen those childhood movies? It's like called like Shipwrecked or something on the Disney Channel. I picture Matthew Lawrence with like beautiful blonde wavy hair blowing on the California wind beaches, pulling all the babes. Is that you, Lawrence? Have I found you? You pulling all the babes down there. You doing your thing. You got that long wavy hair blowing in the wind. You doing all that. I don't know. Okay, guys, no idea what any of that was, but I loved every second of it, and now I'll get to the actual question. So, first thoughts, depends on your definition of good. If you're expecting a 10-2 Rose Bowl type year, I wouldn't expect that to happen, but if you're talking about improving upon a 4-8 and eight year, then yeah, I'd expect the Cardinals to be better than that for sure. I mean, last year's season was an anomaly due to the decimation of their offensive line, and yeah, I've said it before. And yeah, I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it 18 to 20 more times throughout the end of this podcast, but the sheer numbers of injuries on their offensive line was entirely unprecedented. Just absolutely ridiculous. I believe they literally had seven injuries at one point. Don't quote me on that number, but whatever it was, it was just way, way, way too much to overcome. And all this was coinciding with the fact that they were trying to replace four offensive linemen for their 2018 roster. So not many programs in the freaking world are going to be able to overcome those odds. Not even Alabama, not even a Clemson. I mean, that is just truly, truly tough. I do believe they'll be able to re-bolster the offensive line this year. They have a nice combination of elite returning players and notable recruits. So you got kind of both facets working in your favor there. Because new faces are generally more exciting, we'll start with the recruits. They have Miles Hinton coming in. He can be considered a high four-star prospect at offensive tackle. Maybe even a low five-star, depending on the source. Bottom line is he should be an immediate impact type player. And they, they also have another four-star recruit in offensive tackle in James Pogorelk. And those two should really be solid right off the get-go. Particularly Miles Hinton should be a name to remember. They've also recruited 10 offensive linemen in the past two recruiting classes. So 
out of that number, you're thinking you'll probably find another solid piece. But even though the new names are always the most fun, I know, I know, the returning offensive line will, will probably be the driving force behind the success of this unit. The biggest piece has to be Walker Little's return. Essentially missed the entire season last year, and this can be considered one of the best linemen in the country. He's that good. So having him back is huge. They also returned Drew Dolman back at center, and he was an all-pack 12 type season last year. Maybe even an all-pack 12 season. I don't know exactly. Not reading my notes clearly. Bottom line is, you got four pieces right here. And this could prove good enough to be the best in the conference. And seriously, you got four pieces on the O-line. That's a solid group. You can get a lot of work done with the four guys. So, looks to be improved already. But let's harp on it one more time. Because why the frick not? Last year, the unit was so beat up. But they seriously tried everything but like the local liquor store salesman. Maybe your homie over at AMPM working the night shift. They tried defensive end Dylan Bowles, tight end Tucker Fisk, and discus thrower Jake Hoffman was actually <laughs> added to the roster. All these guys were considered fill-ins last year. If that doesn't scream trouble in terms of injuries, I don't know what does. Hopping over to the other side of the ball here, and something that is a bit perplexing to me is the Cardinals' defense over the last two years. Last year, the D allowed 29.8 points per game, which was 80th in the country. This just don't meet the standards of Stanford's physical brand of football. Doesn't really meet the standards of a lot of programs, but in particular Stanford, man. 80 is just not going to cut it. Hopping over to 2018, their defense allowed 28.4 points per game, which is 73rd in the nation. So again, last two years, not quite sure what's happening. In 2017, numbers look better. They only allowed 22.7 points per game, which is 35th in the country. So they really do need to get back to the dominant defense of the past if they're expecting to win again. And while I think that it may be stretched to expect the 2017 type numbers realistically, I do expect them to fall somewhere back in between the bad years of 2018-19 and the good years prior. So I'm thinking like 50th to 55th in scoring defense in the nation, that could give them a chance to win a decent amount of games. I do think they're going to be improved, and the reason why I think so is because they have one major standout at every level. They're going to be led by cornerback Paulson Adebo on the back end there. He really bolstered and gave a lot of life to the farm by coming back for his senior year. He looked to bounce back from a tough campaign last year. It was like a little like rap segment. I was like, okay, okay. when we stop, when we go, when we stop, when we go. All right, let's try and get a little smoother. So with cornerback Paulson Adebo, did have a troublesome year last year <laughs> in what can be considered a bad year. He's still an all-pack 12 first teamer, but again, kind of struggled with some consistency Struggled on some deep developing routes. There are some things he can improve on. And again, in a down year, if you're a Pac-12 first teamer, the talent speaks for itself. And we'll just leave it at that. At defensive end, they have Thomas Booker, who can prove a formidable pass rusher. And this will add a nice balance to the defense in its whole. If you got one guy playing tight coverage and one guy putting some pressure on the quarterback, can make it very difficult for the opposition's passing attack. In the middle, you got linebacker Gabe Reed. He'll look to set the tone. Maybe maybe apply a little boomstick, a little big hit, a little bang, bang, bop. I think this combination of players should be enough to really rally the rest of the troops and at least form a decent defense. Maybe not elite, but definitely decent, we'll go with. The reason I can't give them an elite-type ranking is because they lost three of the team's leaders in sacks last year. The most notable is going to be the graduation of Casey Tuhul and transfer of Joe Von Swan. The bottom line is they have one player at every level, and it's going to be up to the other eight guys to, to determine how fearsome this unit really is. Seriously, three good players. Takes 11 to form a good football team. You got eight other guys who need to step up and return Stanford's defense to at least an all-right level. 80th in the nation, just not going to cut it. 
going to what most people probably consider the most important position on the field at quarterback. I don't know if you've been living under a rock or if you just don't follow Pac-12 football. So we'll do a quick, quick, quick synopsis on the fact that KJ Costello opted to leave for Mississippi State in the offseason via transferred. New quarterback's going to be Davis Mills. Mills appeared in eight games last year, threw for 158 of 241 passes, 1,960 yards, and 11 touchdowns of five interceptions. All around, Mills' numbers are actually better than Costello's. With him at the helm, though, they did have mixed results. Cardinal won two games with him under center against Oregon State and Washington, and he started the last three games of the year, which were all losses. David Shaw, head coach, told reporters on National Sign Day that Mills is probably going to be the starter. He actually said Mills is the starter, but I think we'll have some healthy competition to see who's number two and number three. A lot of people may not realize that in 2017, Davis Mills was the top-rated quarterback in that class. Let me slow it down. Let me reread that again. In 2017, Davis Mills was the top-rated quarterback in the freaking country. The talent's there. Obviously, the talent's there. He's rated higher than Tua Tagovailoa and Jake Fromm. The talent is obviously there. Bottom line is, going back to the offensive line, how well are they going to block for him? They can give him time. He'll be very, very successful. He was not that highly recruited for nothing, but no quarterback's going to be able to throw with no time. Simple rules of football. You can't block. You can't run. You can't throw. You can't win. Boom, boom, bang, bop. How many times have I done the boom, boom, bang, bop sound this? Interesting money. I feel like I got some energy or something. So... For me, though, I'll give you a little quick bonus point. The major three, though, again, they should have a better offensive line this year. Defense should be improved, and they should have a solid quarterback. But a bonus point for me and this team to kind of get that elite caliber 10-win type year, I think that they'll need to find one true deep threat. In other words, they need that one speedster at wide out or at halfback, just a game changer, gives something opposing defenses really need to worry about. I don't think they necessarily have that. I'm not buying into that. They have that player at all in their roster anywhere on any level. Simi Fajoko is a very talented wideout, but not a true game changer, at least in my eyes. So I'm looking at them to be a 7-5 and five type team. And again, if they can find that one true deep threat, they can really slide up to a 10-win season. I don't see that happening. Don't believe the dude's there. I'm picking them to be 7-5. and five. So in summary, my dude, Cool Hair Lawrence, do I think Stanford will return to BCS bull type team this year? No. But do they have an outside shot to win the North due to all the moving pieces around the division? Yes. I mean, Oregon still for who knows with Chuck. They have UW who who knows with Jimmy Lake and Cal. I mean, they're good last year. Ooh, Stanford fans don't like that. But we'll still have to see on the field if they can take the basically the jump to the elite level. They're solid, but can they become elite? I stand by my prediction of seven and five. But I may be willing to slide them up to eight win season if the offensive line returns to form. The three major improvements and the reason why sports writers are probably picking them to be good this year. One, they have a better offensive line. Two, three key pieces on defense. And three, a highly recruited rated quarterback. So for me, all that adds up to winning season. But again, I can't put them into that elite category unless they find a true number one speedster threat. And come on, man. Cut David Shaw and the Cardinal a break. 4-8 4-8 and eight was a result of a truly unreasonable amount of injuries to really arguably the most important positional group in football. I wouldn't expect another losing season, but if it happens again, Shaw does got some explaining to do. So offensive line, defense, quarterback, all improved. I'm out, y'all. Have a good Monday. Peace out. Matthew Lawrence, Young Disney star.